0: Welcome back, fam. You are listening to That One Sports Podcast. Please don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. We are your hosts. I'm Mitch Wilson. He is Chris Hell. My brother, Chris, what do we
1: got today, man? Uh, We got another great episode. We're going to talk about that madness that always happens in March, that Final Four What a great weekend that it was. Yes, sir. Our champ tonight as the game is played tonight, the national championship game. We're also going to talk about LSU and the Caitlin Clarks, also known as Iowa, the Hawkeyes of how good it was for the NCAA women's to have uh, such a compelling Final Four as well. We're going to go into baseball and talk about my Braves And we're going to talk about your AAA team, also known as the Kansas City Royals. Wow. Wow. And then we are going to spend most of our night on the Chiefs draft. That is one team that you and I definitely agree on. We are both rabid fans, love Kansas City. That's what we're going to chat about tonight. Mitch, tell me what you thought about that Final Four weekend.
0: It was In my opinion, a great one, even though I know you were wishing that there were more Blue Bloods. I still thought it was a fantastic Final Four. Dude, San Diego State FAU, in my opinion, that was probably one of the best Final Four games that I have watched. Simply because you had team, both teams throwing Haymaker and throwing one right back. They get hit, and they deliver the punch. That was a very back-and-forth game. There were obviously runs, but, man, to for it to be just back-and-forth the whole game, and then for, you know, for FAU to hit the shot and think that, oh, man, San Diego State's going to call a timeout, and the coach just let the players go make a play, and absolutely San Diego State, man, just rises up, Let's that thing go as the clock expired. And that was nothing but nylon. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It looked so pretty when it left his hand. I knew it was going in before it even went in. I was like, that's ball game. Like, that's just what it is. So, fantastic final four. UConn Miami. That game was a little competitive in the first half. But in the second half, UConn just does what UConn has been doing all year. I think that they came out and they smacked them and they just dominated the second half. And that actually – the game that they played in the Final Four, UConn, that was actually the closest game that they had played in the whole tournament. Uh, that They won by 13, and that was the closest game. So they've really been dominating everyone that they've played so far. So I think San Diego State and UConn, I think it's going to be great championship. Like you said, they're actually playing uh, right now as we speak. So it's definitely going to be um, interesting to see who comes out on top.
1: Yeah, I mean, I the NCAA is, has a very rich history of great games. So blue blood or not blue blood, you're going to have great games. There really is not anything like it from a tournament perspective in any other sport. The Super Bowl, to me, is the grand spectacle, right? The Super Bowl is the big tamale. It is exactly what you want it to be. And the name signifies it. It's the Super Bowl. It's, it's huge. But tournament-wise... I don't think there's anything better than March Madness. You've got these young adults competing for school pride. Well, back in the day, a lot of them weren't getting paid, but now these NIL <laughs> deals. But even then, they're, they're really coming out, and they just have a tendency to play a little harder, it seems like, when they're playing for their school. They haven't made the big money yet. They're not really a marquee name. So NCAA always done a great job. They got exactly what they wanted as far as compelling game. I do still think that it would have moved more with Blue Bloods, and I don't think there's much of an argument there. That's just because stars are going to sell. You remember the Christian Leitner game because it was Christian Leitner and Duke. You remember Villanova UNC because it's Villanova UNC. You know, I'm not taking anything away from San Diego State or FAU, but I do believe that game we'll get lost in translation the next 10 years. I mean, it's not going to be – that shot to me won't be remembered as some of those other pantheon of – in the pantheon of great shots. Awesome, great, but I think if a superstar did it, would have been more remembered. Uh, A bigger school would have done it, would have been more remembered. Now, if San Diego State goes on to win tonight, then I do think it stays in the lore of – greatness for them because they won if they lose though the story will be how yukon dominated everybody along the way more than the shot heard around the world right
0: yeah hold on really quick uh one point i just want to bring up is i'll be really interested to see how the ratings come out because like you said because one of the things that um i was thinking about is i think the reason why march madness is so popular is because it's march madness Like the Super Bowl. I think the March Madness like the Super Bowl. People that don't even watch college basketball normally, they watch March Madness because it is just that big of a deal. So I will be very interested to see the ratings when they come out. I think that they're gonna be just as good as if a blue blood was in. So I know you differ, but I am super excited to see. Uh, the ratings and see what they were, because I think that was an absolutely fantastic game.
1: So they did come out and they were actually lower for the men's this year, but they were higher for the women's. Oh, which, okay. not, not higher against each other against their own actual numbers. Right. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> trust me. Yeah, I okay, that, okay. All right. All right. I so the men, that, the men have decreased And again, the reason why blue bloods matter so much in college is because you get people like me that live in Missouri, that cheer for North Carolina, that cheer for Kansas. Like you don't get that with these FAUs and small schools, San Diego state, you know, where they have their fans. Guess San Diego. State. (laughs) It's not like in San Diego state, there's a bunch of people that love them from Connecticut or from Virginia. Right, But you can go to those big cities and there's just an eclectic group of, oh, well, I'm a Duke fan. Or, oh, I'm a North Carolina fan. Been a North Carolina fan since Michael Jordan. That's why I think the ratings do better. I don't think it has anything to do with the product. I think it just has to do with fan bases. Fan bases are just bigger with the blue blood. And for women's, we ain't never seen nothing like that. Oh, boy. Let me tell you. I'm telling you now, man, like. And and that puts us right into a great segue here. LSU and Caitlin Clark, the NCAA women's couldn't have asked for a better Final Four. Caitlin Clark doing what she did—that's exactly what they need to get their ratings up, right? To step their game up, that's what they have to do. And if you look at the NCAA, they also have a rich history of women's basketball being popular. I think where it's going to be a big test is what does Caitlin Clark's popularity do when she goes pro? Let me give you a good example. Do you know who Brianna Stewart is? Yes. Do you know where she played college? UConn. Do you know who she plays for right now in the WNBA? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> who did Maya Moore play for? UConn. Okay, UConn. Who does she play for in WNBA, or does she even play? I. I think she may have just retired. I think, but I'm not okay. for sure. Skylar Diggins, where did Skylar Diggins go to college? Notre Dame. Okay, who is she playing for? Don't know. <laughs> don't know. See, that's my point. Like, we know the do- the NCAA, so they've always done well as promoting women. So I do think this is good for the NCAA because this just seemed different. LSU, yeah. bro, they've got some they've got some girls that they don't dribble like no girl. Like when you watch them play, you're like, ooh, now if they could just dunk it, you know, <laughs> they got some, they got that walk like something's dangling. You know what I'm right. talking about? You know, they, they got that bow leg walk like, ooh, boy, I just soft <laughs> you on that layup. Think of bro. Look good. But now what do they do and how does the WNBA capitalize off of NCAA? And to me, that's the golden ticket. Where if they want to separate from the NBA, not paying for them, that's what they need to do better at. Market those those NCAA stars, get them to big markets, and you're gonna see the WNBA start to expand. Because if you if you keep waiting for the NBA to bail you out, and you keep talking about oh we need to get paid more, squash all that. Yep. Your your ticket just happened to play this weekend. Go market your stars better. And I guarantee you, your game grows, your brand will grow exponentially. What do you think about LSU and, and Caitlin Clark? Boy, I tell you what,
0: Caitlin Clark was giving Steph Curry, Davidson vibes. I mean, she was just absolutely just on fire, bro. What I da. mean, I mean triple what doubles, da. triple doubles, and all. I mean, it was like what could she not do? And It was, like you said, I think it was great for the NCAA women. But more importantly, it's great for the WNBA. Because like you said, every woman that you asked me about, I knew where she played college. Most men do. They know the college more than they know where they went pro. So, like you said, they need to get those stars to big markets and advertise the absolutely living heck out of them. Because that's the only way that they're going to be better. Because, like you said, all those women that you knew, I knew exactly where they played college. And, and I probably watched
1: maybe a game or two because I knew that they were that good, you know? So, well, man. also, most men knew where Skylar Diggins went because, let's be honest, she looked a little different there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, she, saying, yeah, she was she, one of the rare players that you were like, she got a good look at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man.
0: Uh, but I will say the I did love the uh, – the controversy at the end of the game because you had, uh, Caitlin oh, Clark, who, who same thing. Caitlin did
1: the same thing. K- I, the same exactly. thing. See, and I have no problem with that.
0: No, I agree. A lot of people don't realize is that a lot of the girls on the LSU team are good friends with the girls that play for South Carolina because they're in the same conference that they play each other multiple times a year. They become friends. So you had a lot of the girls on the, on the LSU team, That didn't like that Caitlin. After they beat South Carolina, she literally waved to them off the court. So, so that was just a matter of time before, after LSU won, like what what they were going to be talking that smack, and they had every right to. It was, in my opinion, it was nothing disrespectful. It was essentially the same thing that Caitlin had did to South Carolina. So, same thing. All is fair in war. That's all I'm going to say. I had absolutely zero problem with it.
1: Hundred percent. And if you liked. LSU, you were okay with it. If you hated LSU already, you you hated it. Like my wife, my wife does not like the Bayou Princess. She does not like that Angel Reese girl. She doesn't like her. So when she did it, my wife was upset. She was like, I still think it's different. It's disrespectful to point at the ring. And, but it's like, it doesn't matter if Caitlin did it towards the crowd and Angel Reese did it right in front of Caitlin. It's the same gesture. Right. It's the same gesture. It's like, in competition, you know when you win, you're on top. You're going to flaunt it. And when you lose, you got to be humble. And to Caitlin's credit, she, she didn't took, flip out. She, she took like a champ. the L. Yeah. She took the L, like, you're right. I did do it to you guys. You did it back to me. I still dropped over 30. <laughs> so even though Iowa lost, I'm coming out of here looking pretty good with my NIL deal. You <laughs> ain't lost. She, she said, hey, hey, Caitlin lost, but Caitlin won too. Yeah, exactly. Like they about to name Iowa's Jim Caitlin Clark's Jim. Like she she's done great for for Iowa. So I thought really right there, if there's ever a uh, an answer to this test for the women's sports to boom, it's not to talk about what you don't have. It's not to look at the NBA and say it's unfair. You're spitting in the face of these great girls that are in NCAA right now. That's your ticket. Promote them. Get them going. Absolutely. All right, man, uh, we're going to switch gears and we
0: are going to go to, hey, guys, it's here. Some of y'all been waiting for it for a long time, but it is back. Opening day has has come and gone. We're, you know, four games into the season. Baseball season's here. So, Chris, man, how do you feel about your Braves and the expectations this year? To be
1: honest with you, I've said this on the podcast before, it's all going to be based on what, akuna does you know and our pitching staff which is what every baseball fan could say about their respective team is if my if the pitching does well then we'll do well i i have high expectations for the braves i think they're gonna end win the nl east i do i i think they're gonna take out the mets and washington and philly and miami it's just gonna be injury if they can stay healthy and Acuna can stay healthy because people forget we still got some great players outside of Acuna. We've got some studs all over. And our pitching and the bullpen is what's going to make it last. I've got them winning the NL East. I have them going to the ALCS. And I will tell you an update on that pick when we get to the ALCS. So I'm not willing to say (laughs) they're going to go all the way. Because again, I think you should have two chances to pick your champion. I think you should be able to do at the beginning of the season like we're doing now. And then I think you should also say Hey, now that the playoffs have started, let me get a feel of where they're seated at, who's healthy, who's not. Because you know what's big in baseball? Who's hot? Exactly. Who's going into the ML? Who is going into the postseason hot? Because you could have when the Braves won it a couple years ago. People don't realize they were like eleven games behind or under five hundred at the All Star break, and they got hotter than Beyonce's draws, bro. <laughs> I mean, they got hot boom and then they ended up winning the whole thing and everybody knows the royals gave us solaire and that boy hit it out the park during that that was boy that got me so hyped i love that part speaking of people that get traded from uh the farm club kansas city what do you think your royals are gonna do have they won a game yet first off let's not be
0: disrespectful okay all right They're they're not a farm club okay you're acting like we haven't won a World Series in 30 years. I mean, we went to back to back in 14 and 15. Okay, so we're not that irrelevant. Um, I would say my expectations for the Royals this year is I think that they are going to be a little or around 500, basically. Oh, I my
1: gosh. That sounds like every Royals fan for the last 10 years. Well, first of all, I think around got- 500. I think we'll be all right. We'll do it. So We're going to be good in three years. No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
0: This is see. This is a this is one of the one things I hate talking to you about because <laughs> because you just absolutely give us absolutely zero respect. Like I tell you what, the Royals. If the young players play to their potential, which I think that they will, and the pitching staff take care of business with Grunke, uh Brady Singer, we have um, a, a better bullpen. I think that we can play around five hundred. I'm not saying that they're going to be five hundred. That I think if they play to the potential, they could possibly be around 500. So what, 162 games in in a season. So I'm thinking some somewhere 75 wins ish, somewhere in that area. And to to be completely honest, I would be I would be happy with that. If they somehow went 500 or above 500, I would be ecstatic because at that point that would give us probably an opportunity to play in a wild card. Um, I do love. Bobby Wood Jr., he is my guy. I think that if he continues to progress, I think he could be a superstar. Obviously, Salvy, In my opinion, he's definitely a, a Royals Hall of Famer. Could possibly be a Hall of Famer, period. Um, he, it,
1: I'll actually agree with that. I mean, I, I think catchers are hard to get into the Hall of Fame. But if you guys have anything going for you for the past 10 years – Salvy's been a bright spot for the league. Not just, I mean, he—he's actually the catcher that they show a lot of little kids on how to catch. Like he is very good. I know he's great in the community. I do like that he stayed. That's one of my problems growing up as a Royal fan. To all of these people that are listening to us and thinking, "How can you be from Kansas City and not like the home hometown team?" We've said this before. When me and Mitch were growing up, my parents didn't like the Royals really. They they were into it, but not not much. I mean, I was raised by uh, my stepfather, and he was from Boston. So he loved the Red Sox. And my mom, she was kind of a Royals fan. And then my biological father, he's a Yankees fan. So when you live here in Kansas City, <laughs> and the Royals are never winning, they never are winning, like I would only go to the game to see King, uh, King Griffey Jr. or whatever superstar was coming in, those are the games I'd love to go because that's who I wanted to see. But guess who I could watch every day on TV? The, the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Fred McGriff, baby. Chipper Jones, McGla- or Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox. I mean, those were my dudes. Mm-hmm. And even though they were choke artists, they were. And as a fan, I could admit, we, we have like 19 pennants and like three championships. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get there, we don't win a ton. But th- here's a big difference between least, the two teams. At least you got there. Yeah, here's the big difference between the two teams. Braves have money, Royals don't. Royals are going to have to win by their drafts, build up a team, and then maybe get one or two players, and really not even superstar players, just great pieces like they did when they won. They got Ben Zobris. They got Johnny Cueto. They got people that weren't super expensive, but they added to who they drafted. Because if I'm not mistaken, they drafted Hosmer and Mustakis, right?
0: They did, absolutely.
1: And Alex Gordon and Salvador Perez. Yes, you're right. They did. They did. So they drafted all those guys. That's the way the Royals are going to win. So your formula is going in the right direction with Bobby Witt. Yeah, I think that
0: uh, with the uh, with the new ownership, that really is giving me hopes that – because I definitely think that the this, that this stadium is moving uh, downtown somewhere, not for sure where, um, but I definitely think the stadium is moving. And I do believe – that when they get that stadium built, I think that's when the ownership group is going to really start spending money like they should. Hopefully, is my hope because, like I said, we're headed in the right direction with Bobby Witt, M.J. Melendez, those guys, and also I love me some Nicky Lopez. He is one of the best, in my opinion, not just because he's a world. He's one of the best utility infielders in baseball dude hit 300 last year was yeah, yeah absolute, i
1: wouldn't argue that
0: absolute just absolute stud so that's why i'm saying if those guys can just play to their potential they could every bit play at or around 500 or above so i'm excited because of what is to come and i definitely can't wait to make my way out to a few games this year and i do know that the braves are going to be in town uh this weekend. Oh, i believe already and- got
1: my tickets I'm, I'm i'm there friday night my family's taking me um, I'm gonna be there in all my Braves gear. Um, we won't do it this episode, but next episode on the tenth, you and me need to make a bet about the series, and whoever loses that bet will need to do something funny when we go vi- visual on our podcast. Whether you got to wear Braves gear, okay, for the okay. podcast, okay, so we'll, we'll make the parameters next week. But hold on, hold on, but but shouldn't we make it? Oh, is that? Oh that's next week. That's the 14th, yeah. Okay, the yeah, 14th. you're right. Okay. Okay, yeah. 14th, 14th. Deal. So, deal. Deal. All right, moving on to what we'll probably spend most of our time tonight. Now, as mentioned in the intro, this is a team that you and I don't disagree on. <laughs> oh boy. No, we we love don't. don't. some Chiefs, baby. We love oh. us some Chiefs. Oh, all day, every day, baby. So what So what we're going to do tonight is I'm gonna go down all of the rounds that we have. So just so you know, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have ten picks in this year's draft. Pin them. So I'm gonna go round one, pick 31. I'm gonna tell you who I think they should take. And it's almost like a game. You can disagree with me or you can agree with. Me. Now, because I don't have all the names yet of who I'd like, I'm really gonna pin that down in the next couple of weeks of who I think they should go with. I'm just gonna go with the position. So round, Sounds one, good. round one, pick 31, I have the Chiefs taking an edge rusher. Do you agree or disagree?
0: I agree. I say edge rusher or best available. Um, the only reason nope. why I say that nope. is nope. because
1: you don't get to go other. So it's either you agree or disagree. You think I will go, I'll go go with an edge rusher or you think they'll go somewhere else?
0: Well, for argument's sake, I'm going to say disagree. Uh, okay. I'm going to say that somehow a elite level receiver falls into the like 17 to 21 range, and because oh, we got you, just got me excited. I love it when you <laughs> fucking it. <dirty. laughs> so, I think that if if elite level receiver or someone who they think is an elite level receiver, if they fall into that 17 to 21 22 range, I think because of the draft capital that they have, I think they go up and, and they take
1: that elite level receiver. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Andy Reid is like Bobby Brown around cocaine, he he. <laughs> he, he just can't help himself. You know he'll he'll take a wide receiver. If, if someone's there that they like, he'll move heaven and earth to go get one. Because he loves them fast cars, right? He loves those those skill positions. So I'm still gonna go edge rusher just because I think they need to pair somebody with um Carlton. Carlton. because yep. what if he doesn't progress? Right. And and someone's there, right? And I just think they're gonna go edge rusher. Hold on. Round, Hold on really quick.
0: If they do go edge rusher, I'll tell you what. If they go edge rusher and he ends up being really well, let me tell you, if Karloftis keeps progressing with Chris Jones and a minute, a I'm telling you, I think that that signing the DN from San Francisco I think that is an under-the-radar signing. It's very under-the-radar because I think his prime is coming. I think he is going to be an absolute stud, and we're going to have him for two years, two years at Patrick Mahomes' prime, and I think if they hit on another defensive end in the first round, oh,
1: Lord help the NFL. Thank you. Round two, pick 63. I have him going wide receiver. So I have him going edge rusher, and then I have him – going and getting a wide receiver? Because I think the wide receiver class is pretty deep this year.
0: Okay, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say I think that they go tackle. I think that because uh, we all know, obviously, of the Taylor signing, Um, I do love the fact that they said he's going to play left tackle. But I think that if you can get a guy in the second round that can be a plug-and-play starter, then you have your two bookends two young bookends for the next four to five years. And if that
1: happens, I would be as happy as can be. Absolutely. So we're a little different with the next pick. So you went rece- you went O-line, I went receiver. Well, round three, pick 95, that's when I have him going and getting an O-lineman. Brett so then- Beach has really shown in his career in drafting for the Chiefs, he finds quality linemen late in the draft. And that, to me, is a knack that he has. He finds great, great linemen. Very serviceable quality linemen, I should say. Maybe not Hall of Fame level. That sounded like a homer. But he <laughs> finds great linemen late in drafts, and I think they're going to find another gym. Round three, pick 95. So I'm going to say I think that they go now.
0: I think they go D-end because they have the the signing of uh, Amenahu. I really hope I'm saying his last name right. Dude. I just call him Big O. Big O, okay. So I think because of Big O, I think third round they do go defensive in because, again, uh, a third-round guy can definitely turn into a legitimate starter in the NFL, and he is a guy that could just, you know, obviously get some playing time, but being able to learn from Chris Jones, Big O, Carlathis, even though he's in year two, I mean, he, there's definitely still things that he can learn. So I think in round three, that's when they go get their D-end.
1: Absolutely. And you know, all this could change with a free agent signing. So we're not oh. talking, we're not talking anything free agent. Like if they go out and get D hop, then you can go ahead and take the receiver probably maybe later on in the draft, they may go get him for depth. But if you get someone like D hop or even OBJ, someone like that comes in because the way they're talking is Justin Ross is going to be a force this year. And we'll <laughs> see, right from Clemson. He was great. Who knows what he's going to be. In the NFL, when he's healthy, I don't know. Yeah, did a
0: uh, did a uh, you see the uh, the workout video he posted today? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, and and again, boy, no one's hitting him or anything like that. But he looks oh, good. He, he he looks good on air. Um, but again, free agent signings can change all this. Round four, pick one twenty two. I have them. This is a one hundred percent depth pick. I have them going cornerback. Because I think they're not going to stretch for a safety. I do think they need another corner. And he has also shown as well, just like he has with O line. We draft really well late cornerbacks.
0: Yeah, uh, I would. Uh, this will be the first pick that I'll agree with you. I think we go DB. Um, I, I think if the safety position were set, because you have um, Cook, you have the guy that they signed from Tampa Bay. Why well, can't I think of his name? Um, so you have those two guys. And then just if oh, you. Mike. F- Mike Edwards. Yes, Mike Edwards. Thank you. So that Mike Edwards, they have Cook, and then they also just two days ago for a depth signing, they re-signed Dion Bush. So that is another safety. So yeah. so they're definitely set at that position. And like you said, they proved last year that they can, depth, that they can draft quality DBs late around. So I Absolutely. agree.
1: Now, these next picks all kind of go kind of fast. So round four, pick 134. I actually have them going running back. And I think they're going to try to find someone to pair with Pacheco. We know he's going to be the feature back, but if anyone's ever paid attention to Andy Reid, he always has a feature back, but there's a lot of times he'll do it by committee as well. And with the talent of Tony and Sky Moore, I think they're going to be flexed out a lot. I don't know. I, I just have a feeling that we're going to take a running back. And it may not be round four. It could be five or six. But definitely in this mid-round, uh, I have them going running back.
0: Yeah, so actually interesting. So do you think that they, before I answer this really quick, do you think that they re-signed Jerick McKinnon to a one-year deal?
1: If they do, it changes this a little bit for my, okay. for my pick. But I'm not sure. sure because you can get somebody younger. You know what I mean? Like Jerick right. McKinnon's great, but everyone knows running backs have only a couple of beats on those legs, right? right cuz eventually isaiah pacheco is going to go down too and he's going to wear down that's just the position it's the nature of the position so if you can go get this young stud that hasn't had those nfl hits yet and he's very similar in mckinnon then you do that and that's where i think they're going to try to go for that running back position at that at that point
0: okay yeah i'm going to say i'm going to say that they go for depth as well just so not at that position i think that they go offensive line for depth
1: okay okay so then i got round five and six i'm going to say them together so round five we're pick 166 and then we pick right again 12 picks round six 178 i actually have it interchangeable but i think either one of those picks are going to go o-line d-line or d-line o-line that's what i think (laughs) they're going to do for those two picks I, i i think they're going to look at the trenches on both those picks so
0: I agree with you. one. I think that they go D line, but then I but then I think that they go
1: linebacker. Really,
0: with Tranquil
1: signed, do you think we go for draft sure. a linebacker? Yeah,
0: because if you think about it, um, this coming up season, uh, uh, Willie Gay is up for contract, and depending on if the, if he ends up not resigning, then you're gonna need another guy in the fold.
1: They're gonna resign him. And, oh and- no! I, oh, I hope they do. And I, and I don't do. think he's going to demand that much on the market because linebackers are not what they used to be. Linebacker. Yeah. So, Colin Cowherd said this the other day. If you look at like offense, you know you got to win with the quarterback and you know you got to have a good wide receiver nowadays and you got to have a line that can block, right? You got to have a stud left tackle or at least a really good line. Defense, when you and I were growing up, you better have had a linebacker in the middle because you weren't going to be any good. Oh, 100%. And I- when when we were in high school, you were talking about Brian Urlacher. You were talking about Dan Stan, the Riverman. Morgan from Carolina Panthers, who was my pick in Madden all the time. And Ray Lewis. Had, Ray Lewis. You had nasty, nasty players. Now, if you look at it, a linebacking core could be the weakest of your three, and you could still be a great team. A great Linebacker is our strength, but Willie Gay's not going to go demand some huge – because he's not like Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith and Matthew Judon, those are generational players. Those are like, you will back up the Brinks truck for them. Willie Gay, Willie Gay is reading his own clippings if he thinks he needs to get over 100 million plus. Like, oh, you know, but you ain't that good. So oh, I know. No, I agree. Agree. But I think, oh, Bolton? Yeah, yeah. Like, if Bolton puts up another strong year. Oh, Woo hoo hoo! We all may have to have a Bolton tax in Clay County and Jackson County. (laughs) Just to pay for Bolton. Like, because if he has another year like he did last year and he puts some strings together here, dude, he would be a tough player to watch walk. Dude, they they could not let him walk. That dude had over 180 tackles this year, bro. 180. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like me in Madden Fantasy playing on Rookie. Right? (laughs) You know, like when yeah, I used to make yeah. my guy with the big old neck roll and the right. and the, Oh yeah, and the, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I remember I'm gonna tell you, I always put my guy with cornrows, man, talk about <laughs> cultural appropriation. I'd have got in trouble back then. But <laughs> man, yeah. let me tell you, or uh now I loved being six foot one, about two forty, and you know you had to make yourself super fast. I never could run a 4'3", but on Madden I could. I was ninety-nine. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, uh, I, what did that sound like 180 tackles. I had to look at that again. When I saw that, I'm like, he didn't have 180 tackles. And I looked and I'm like, dude, that is a road grading machine. That means every play he basically was in people's butt like toilet paper.
0: Oh, you ain't lying. Every he was, he was there. and And then not only on top of that, you put on what he did in the Super Bowl. He had a great game in the Super Bowl, and he's got a forced yeah. fumble and scoop and score. And you can best believe his agents can be talking about that when
1: that contract negotiation comes up. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, All right. well, I, I, got I, to. I definitely got off track there. You got me a little excited to talk about my Michael Bolton. Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton, brother. Oh, Nick I Bolton. Call him Michael, how am I supposed to live? <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dog. Yeah. All right. So, round six. Pick two seventeen. I have them going wide receiver, uh, just to get some more depth. I think you'll find <laughs> what Steve <laughs> Smith calls them. Hey them, hey them, late round boys. That's when you get them ones with the bad criminal charges, but they're good. You right, know, right? That's, yeah, you know, their uh, draft the, the, their draft stock started to go down a little bit, but you right. know what I say about players, especially on defense. I want my defenders to almost have felony charges. Like, that that's how mean I want my defenders to be. But on offense, I like a little dog in my wide receivers too, man. Like, Steve Smith was my guy, Steve Smith Sr., and he had some dog in him, man. He's like a little Wolverine, and I loved it. No, you ain't lying, dude. I love Steve Smith. He
0: He's definitely probably one of my favorite receivers that I watched growing up for sure. Um, yeah, uh, I will agree with you on this one. I think a lot of people don't realize that we did lose multiple receivers. We lost Hardman. We lost Marcus, Marcus Kemp, who was a big – And depth we haven't signed Justin Watson yet either. And we, and we haven't signed Justin Watson, so I could definitely see them drafting receiver for depth, absolutely. Round
1: seven, we have 249 and 250, so I'll just say them together. I think both of these will be one of those take-a-flyer picks, like somebody that maybe is a little small or put up really good stats. You know, Bill Belichick was really good at this. He'd go find these players that were like D3, D2. Maybe they didn't go D1 because they are a little small. Do you remember Danny Woodhead? Oh, absolutely, yes. Danny Woodhead, for sure. He was like a D2, D3 player. Came to the NFL and was great for New England. And Andy Reid's a lot like that to me. Like Andy Reid just needs you to be fast and athletic, and he'll do the rest. And I think those last two picks, that's what they'll be. They'll be let's let's take a flyer pick. Oh
0: yeah, I I agree. Um, question is is pick two fifty. Is that the last
1: pick of the draft? I want to say yes, but I'm not sure. I think it's mr irrelevant so we're mr irrelevant again didn't we just draft somebody who was mr irrelevant
0: um i'm not for sure but i'm gonna look right now 259 so we're nine picks away so we will will not have mr irrelevant but yeah i definitely see like you said i think they're gonna take a guy that has you know possibly you know elite level speed maybe or something like that that it's like hey if we could because of his athletic ability and speed, if we could get him in here and get him to do certain things, then he could definitely be a part of this team. So,
1: yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Man. That's the last picks, my man. That That's is the bad. last
0: picks. All right. Well, you know what we do at the end of every episode. We got to have the shout out. So, my brother, obviously, like I always do, I will let you go first. Who do you want to be? Your shout-out this week.
1: I'm actually going to go with my son's Little League baseball team. They had a game yesterday, and they only gave up one hit through six pitchers. Wow. Only oh. six pitchers gave. Now, mind you, they're 10U. They're but um, I thought they played really good. Uh, Marcus played well, but he didn't pitch. The pitchers that did pitch came through, and they – they did really well. And if I'm not mistaken, they only walked two people. That's that's even more
0: impressive, that they
1: only yeah. walked two kids. That's that's super impressive. Now, they yeah. hit six. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, they they did really good. So I, that's a shout-out to them. It's always good to give those little dudes love, man. They work so hard, and they're out there, little legs are turning, playing hard. So that's my shout-out is my son's Little League baseball team you know what they say great minds think alike because
0: i'm gonna shout out the 13u baseball team that i helped coach i'm an assistant coach head coach is Elliot. the other two assistant coaches are, are brian and brian uh, love those guys uh, we haven't started our season yet i believe we start uh the spring clash next week super excited looking forward to seeing them in game action and yeah, I'm super excited. And uh, the name of the team, uh, KC Blues 13U. So shout out to them. And then, uh, uh, what's the name of your son's team? Old School Ducks. Nice. Old School Ducks. Awesome. Old School Ducks, KC Blues, wishing you nothing but the best season this year, guys. So, man, that's it. That's crazy. 11 episodes in, my brother. 11. Tell you what, I'm so glad that I'm doing this with you. This is a lot of fun. Heck yeah, and, man. Uh, this is this is awesome. So guys, remember please follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. And always, always remember, please be kind. Because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have absolutely no idea about. Until next week, fam. Peace.